Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Entrepreneurial Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Jonathan Cogley. He is the CEO and founder of Logic Boost Labs. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, Timmy. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So we were talking just before I hit record, and uh, you were telling me that your story is going to be a weird one. So I'm excited to dig into it. Just <laughs> different different than the ones that we typically have on this show. Where I like to start, Jonathan, is um, just tell me about your how your journey as an entrepreneur started. Okay, so I'm originally from South Africa. And uh, for whatever reason, there seems to be a lot of entrepreneurs in South Africa. Okay. Like my, my neighbors were always like owned a plumbing company or they were realtors or there's like always people doing their own thing. Um, yeah. So growing up, it was very normalized for me to expect that you would have your own business. Um, and that just became a thing that I did somehow. Like in my early 20s, I was always working for myself or doing a consulting gig. Um, I've actually only ever had like a traditional W-2 job once. Wow. Okay. What was that? <laughs> um, it was still kind of a cop-out. It was uh, working in a hospital in the okay. UK and I was an IT, like a software developer, but yeah. it was still kind of like a consultant. I was just doing projects that they needed and it, I only lasted six months and then I went and took a consultant gig. Got it. What, what, did you, um, what did you study in college and did you know that you were going to, did you know from an early age that you were going to be an entrepreneur and start companies? Maybe. Um, I was looking through an old childhood book that, of course, our moms keep these things for us um, a couple days ago. And I noticed that around about age 11, I wrote that I wanted to be a millionaire um, when I was 11. So okay. I, don't, I don't know what, what I was thinking or how that went. I think I went from artist to millionaire to lawyer. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, but uh, my, my college background was actually not particularly entrepreneurial is a major in microbiology and genetics. Okay. Uh, so, and then landed up in programming. So just going with <laughs> what the market would, you know, where you could get paid. Yeah. 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 What would you say is that what's the first successful company that you started? Um, so my, um, my startup, uh, it was a company called Thycotic. Uh, it ended up being a cybersecurity company. Um, but that was, that's probably where I've seen the most success. Uh, and I started yeah. that business in the late 90s um, and really built it as a consulting business. So hired employees to do programming, like computer programming in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, and then shifted it over to be a software product company. So we started making software products that we'd sell, and it landed up being cybersecurity. We kind of just kind of follow the you know easiest path where you see you're getting some traction. Um, and we started making products in 2005. And we probably tipped a million dollars in revenue on the product side, probably in about 
2010. Okay. So it took about five years. And this show is all about tipping points. And I'm going to get to the company that you now run, but it's going to be interesting when we get there because you're there's the tipping point of success for that company is in the future. Uh, so for, for this company that we're talking about, what would you say was the tipping point of success for this company? Maybe a, de- a decision mm. or, or, or something that happened or something that you did that caused you to be very successful. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I would say, um, focusing on sales. So for a lot of founders of startups, um, they tend to, you, you get this advice in the industry a lot where it's like, well, the founder should be the person selling your number one salesperson should be the startup founder. And that works at like figuring out the industry and maybe being a domain expert in, you know, whatever it is your business does. And maybe you're the best closer at closing a sales deal in your company, but the founder is always too busy. And so for me, the tipping point was realizing that I'm just never going to be a very effective salesperson as the founder because Uh I don't have enough time to do it. And the second I actually started hiring people whose sole job was 40 hours a week, was just finding leads, like just tracking the deals and then maybe bringing me in to help close them. That was that was a, just a total game changer. Yeah. Um, so tell me about how you went from this cybersecurity company to the company that you have now, Logic Boost Labs. Uh, so my, my company- And feel cyber- free to hit the stepping points along the way. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, so it was a big growth, um, a lot of growth. So in the software product uh, industry, you generally want to do about 40 to 50% growth year on year. So when I said like a million in 2010, that meant that we would do like a million five the next year and you know just keep growing 50% year on year. So yeah. it took us a couple of years to reach 10 million. So we did 10 million in revenue in 2014. Um, and that was maybe not a tipping point, but a, re- a reflection point for me. I was uh-huh. like, can I really do this again next year? I only had about 3 million in recurring revenue. So 10 million total in the year, 3 million recurring. So I'd done 7 million in new business. And that meant for the following year, I was going to have to do like 12 million in new business and 3 million in recurring. And that's hard, right? That's a lot of customers. If your typical deal size is like 25, 30K per deal, that's a lot yeah. of new customers you got to land. And so for me, um, that was the point at which I got outside help. So I reached out to a growth equity firm and had them actually come in and buy a majority stake in my company. Um, uh-huh. But that also kind of enabled the second company for me because that gave me a good enough exit out of that business that I can then use that money to do things in the future. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, so then what did you do? Uh, first off, I did nothing. <laughs> um, I just, I just relaxed for a while. So I sort of phased myself out of my old company. Um, I kind of went sort of back to the tech realm, um, in my old business, instead of being CEO, I was a CTO for a while. So you know, yeah. chief, chief technology officer. Um, then I just traveled a lot and kind of regrouped and I think I was sort of burned out. So it took me a little while and then inevitably the bug catches you again. You're like, hmm, startups, business, like what should I do? <laughs> and uh, so I took the, the easy road, which was I volunteered as a mentor at uh, some startup incubators. This was in yeah. the DC area. So I got to speak to a lot of startups that were struggling with similar issues to what I'd experienced in the past. And I could then, you know, give them some advice. And, and so that's a little bit of the drug again, right? You get a little bit of that startup, you know, like, this is great, but I don't have to stay up till midnight. I don't have to work this weekend. I can just yeah. help someone on Mondays, you know, um, but it's never enough. So then I was like, well, I can help them more if I put some money in. So I was like, okay, I'll do some angel investment. 
Um, so I did that for a while. So I was mentoring and angel investing with certain companies. Um, uh-huh. And it's, it's still not enough. So you're like, well, the full circle is you go back and you start your own startup again and you go through the whole cycle. But I, I didn't want to do, you know, 60, 100 hour weeks again. So I was like, well, yeah. what can I do that's somewhere in the middle? And so my latest idea, I started at the end of 2019 is Logic Boost Labs as a startup accelerator. So what I do is take the mentoring that I do, take the angel investing I do and combine it with a small team of like really expert folks, like so sales, tech, customer success and marketing, which are kind of all the pieces that a software startup needs, have experts in that. And then when we go in and do an investment in a startup, we're able to bring these experts in to help grow it faster. So it's kind of like angel investment on steroids. Yeah. When did you start that company? Uh, November, 2019, right before COVID. (laughs) I was just going to ask you (laughs) what's been interesting or surprisingly challenging about it. Um. It, I mean, I think the whole world has just really struggled with COVID, obviously. Um, yeah. And we've seen some, some amazing creativity. So one of our startups that, we, that we're invested in, we work with, um, they make software that helps high volume bars and they're based in LA. So high volume bars in Los Angeles, which are all closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you do, right? The main thing that you make your software to do, that market doesn't exist anymore. And, oh, jeez. Uh, the founders there, they're so smart and quick, they just pivoted and they pivoted to uh, QR codes, you know, the little QR code menus. Uh-huh. So they shifted their software and they started making these little QR code menus. They used their expertise in the bar and restaurant industry to then create like waitlist software. So you're now waiting because maybe the restaurant is open, but it only has six tables instead of 40. So they did yeah. stuff like that. They're doing contact tracing, a little app that tracks all your patrons and whatever. And then they leveraged their bar software for order and payment. So now you can do like contactless payment, ordering, you know, for takeout, all that kind of thing. And so they flipped their whole business and uh, used the funding. You know, thankfully they didn't go with plan A, which was, you know, the pre-COVID plan. And we used that investment dollars to then, you know, go with this new pivot. And they're doing great. We just, she just did their um, board meeting this morning. Um, they're down a little because again, everything closed in December for, for LA and California. Um, but in general, the, you know, the business is doing pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. So I don't know uh, incredibly much about the space that, uh, that about what your business does, but my curiosity question here is uh, what is unique or different about how your company operates or how it's had to innovate um, compared to other companies that do what you're doing? Um, So a, a lot of folks in the, in the mentoring space, you get a lot of people that are maybe consultants so they're like a marketing expert and they'll do some mentoring yeah. to startups. And it's yeah. usually a way to get more business because they want you to hire them um, as experts. Uh, so that's kind of one group of folks. And, and that's not us because we want to mentor, but we want to mentor companies that we're already invested with. Um, then you get a lot of folks in the space that are your VCs, right? Your venture capitalists um, or angel investors. And they want to put money in, but they just want to write a check, right? They want to write a check, you know, pat you on the back. Good luck. We'll see you at the next board meeting. Hope it goes well. And they go chat to another 50 companies that they're invested in as well. So they're yeah. not actually helping the companies hands-on. Um, whereas ours is a little different. We only have three startups at the moment. Um, and we only plan to have about five at any point in time. Because if we have more than five, we won't be able to give them enough attention. And so ours is way more hands-on. If you're struggling with a scaling issue on the technology side, you're able to, you know, chat to someone who our CTO will come in and help you and like look at options and review things with you. Um, And also on the sales side. So we see a lot of startups really struggle with pricing 
Like how do you price your products? How do you close deals? How do you do an outbound campaign? Um, especially if the founder's technical, which happens a lot, right? You're like a software developer has a cool idea, creates an app. Now they're like, well, I need to do is sell it. How do I do that? And so that that's kind of where we differentiate, just a little different, able to bring in a lot more hands-on help. Yeah. What do you like about it so much? Like, why are you so into it? And um, what are you hoping for? So as far as tipping point of success goes, what are you hopeful for? Hmm. So the thing, so the, it, it's a hard question. Like, why did I get involved in this? And I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it over those couple of years when I was traveling and figuring out what I wanted to do next. There was a lot of soul searching. Um, yeah. And because like, I didn't, didn't have to go and do anything else. So like, if you're going to do it, you got to be pretty intentional. Why would you do that? Um, what I discovered was, I think just inherently, I love solving problems. Um, but I didn't, I'm not particularly passionate about any one startup idea. So by being part of an accelerator, we get to see lots of different startup ideas and in different industries that keeps it very, very fresh and interesting. Um, and then by being able to hire a team, um, not surprisingly, I have some folks I've worked with for years. I was able to hire back onto my small expert team now. So these are folks I really enjoy working with. Yeah. Um, so that makes it a lot of fun too. And then also just the creativity of the founders. Like you chat to, you know, like the guys I was just telling you about, like, they could have just given up, right? The bars all closed. They could have just said, that's it. There's no way we're going to make this work. But they didn't. Without any prompting from me, they did this whole pivot and they're like, hey, what do you think? Can we spend the money on this? And just that that sheer excitement and creativity just keeps you going every day. It's really fascinating. I love it. Jonathan, it's been great talking to you. How can listeners connect with you? Oh, sure. Uh, just come along to logicboostlabs.com. Uh, that's our website. Um, and if you... Uh, hit us up on the form there. I do free mentoring sessions. So if you want to chat to me, tell me about your startup, tell me about your business, like whatever issues you're having. And I'm happy to do that. I do 45 minute uh, mentoring sessions, no cost. Awesome. I love it. Thanks for being on the show. Sure. Thanks to me. This has been great. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.